Hello and welcome to the best video game you've never played, the podcast where I, stand-up and improv comedian Lewis Dunn, invite a guest on to bring on a video game that I have never played. I then play it, invite them on, and we have a conversation about whether or not it's the best video game you've never played. This week's guest is Jack Bernhardt. Jack Bernhardt is a fantastic comic writer. Uh, he's written for shows like The News Quiz, uh, The Amazing World of Gumball, uh, and he even writes articles for The Guardian, as well as doing some of his own work with uh, sketch troops, including Sad Faces, uh, which is how I know him, because I thought they're an amazing sketch troupe that I saw in Edinburgh, and uh, that's that's how I ended up getting to, to know Jack. Uh, he also appears on things like the Taskmaster podcast. He has inadvertently become the Taskmaster podcast's uh, statistician. So if you're a fan of Taskmaster and listen to that podcast, uh, here's Jack in another context. He also presents another podcast called the Football Book Club Podcast, where they read footballers' books and tear them to shreds, as it turns out that the greatest writers of our generation uh, don't primarily play football. Uh, But Jack has come onto this podcast to discuss a video game that he loves, so let's find out what it is. Hello, Jack. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Lewis Dunn? I am doing very well, Jack. I don't know if you know this, but I've recently come into the ownership of a nice Caribbean archipelago. It's very nice. (laughs) Congratulations! Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I've been running it for the past couple of weeks, seeing how mm-hmm. I can get on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's been a lovely time. And while I've been doing that, I've been playing the video game that you recommended to me. Oh, well, now, see, that's unfair, isn't it? Because that's that's already set you up against real life. Because <laughs> it just so, t- so turns out that Tropico 5 is that what you've just described. So I don't Well, know more or less, more or less. Yeah. So, Jack, why don't you introduce us to Tropico 5? What is Tropico 5? Okay. Tropico 5, imagine you're playing Sim City, but it's 150 years in the past, and okay. it's slightly racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you've said that up front, because that's in my notes, but we'll loop back to that. Good, um, good, good, good. Don't worry about that. Basically, Tropico 5, you play a dictator, uh, initially, mm. who has taken over an island... Uh, you play El Presidente, uh, who has become the colonial master of an island, effectively, and you have to uh, build up the the population's uh, wherewithal, nobility, and and uh, economic powerhouse level in order to claim independence from uh, your colonial uh, super uh, colonial powers. I suppose it's called the crown, the crown that you're mm. up against. Uh, after which point you get catapulted into world war one world war two uh you have to choose whether you are which side you're on in the cold war whether you'll be pro-america or uh pro-ussr and then after that uh you're into the modern era uh where you can you could do whatever you want you can start a space program (laughs) uh as a small caribbean island it is in many ways um if you did gcse history uh, and it was the unit that was, I guess it was like AQA. Uh, it mm. was the unit that was like um, the the one that mentioned the Cuban Missile Crisis. This is the game for you. You will have so many <laughs> like uh, moments where you'll go, oh, wow, it's so clever. They're, they're making references to the Cuban Missile Crisis while making wildly inappropriate jokes. It's brilliant. Yes. Yes, so I, I think I think possibly this is the thing that's most appealing about Tropico 5, is mm-hmm. that the setting's pretty good, right? I don't think I can think of another series that's got a similar 
setup, as it were. Like you mentioned, Sim City, but Sim City is sort of very deliberately sort of apolitical, yes. or at the very least, is sort of like it's sort of it's sort of this this sort of clean aluminium brushed version of society where it's like you've made a building and it is nice and good for you. I okay, so this is a segue. This is a, a slight tangent. I could never get it so that I. I could never get, I could never tax my citizens in SimCity. So I used to get, like, <laughs> I used to go bankrupt almost immediately because I'd put up like statues of myself uh, and then <laughs> have no way to pay for them. This is, this, the mechanics of this game I at least understand. That is the bar, by the way. <laughs> the mechanics I of do, the game I understand. I do find that interesting because I feel like that is possibly an advantage you had over me while oh. playing Tropico 5. So this is the thing with Tropico... So you're right, that setting... The thing I think that separates Tropico 5 from something like SimCity... Mm-hmm. And I might be wrong, because I, I don't know if I've ever played SimCity for an enormous amount of time, but I've certainly played a lot of games like SimCity. Um, yes. Which is that the thing with Tropico 5 is that you are playing the dictator of the island mm-hmm. and not necessarily an omnipotent god who can't be deposed. Yes, see that is, that's an interesting aspect because it's not like Age of Empires or um mm. or or uh, or SimCity. You have to have elections every five years, or you or rather you can have elections. If you don't have elections, then there's a chance you'll be overthrown. Uh, so yes. there is there is definitely there's a peril there uh, that is um, that does get quite uh, like after a while it can get quite upsetting you're midway through and your your approval ratings are going down and you have no money and there are people being like oh can we have elections and you're like shut up i'm trying to build an airport why isn't anyone why where are all of my workforce why are they not going to the airport um so that's quite fun i quite enjoy that level of stress um the thing that i also find so you're right you don't play an omnipotent god but inexplicably you have children but also you've lived for 150 160 maybe 200 years i think i got to the yeah. year i got to the year 2050 recently not recently but uh when i was playing it last <laughs> and like first of all technology hasn't improved very much between now and 2050 which is disappointing um and also like i'm just still alive i've, I've been alive for 200 years no one seems bothered about this in the game no no the, the dynasty hasn't hasn't tried to I mean, I don't know about you. That is, this is a, th- a very strange thing about Tropico Five. Is when I when you boot up the game, the first thing you do, more or less, is you design your dictator. Yeah, and it's done in a very sort of bare bones character creator sort of a way. Mm-hmm. Like you can swap out the costumes, and I think maybe you can even uh, you can do some very minor editing, like the voice and things. It's not it's not a huge level of detail, but. What you learn immediately is that it largely doesn't matter because you are never going to see this character model ever again throughout the course of your playing of the game. I think it's it's so that you can, in your mind, think, this is who I am, this is what I look like. Um, I think it, that's really just for your benefit at that moment. <laughs> the game is not going to interact with that at all, but it's so... It's, no, it's not thinking, at all. It, Lewis, it's thinking about you. It's thinking about but, your character. Yes, and it is quite interesting. Again, so the thing is, I, I, for for this this podcast series, you you've tapped into a rich vein of the type of game I don't normally play, uh-huh. which is this kind of strategy city management game. So this is at the very least the third of its type, kind of the fourth if you count another game that I've played, another strategy game, which I would argue is more combat based. But this is the third game of its type I've played, which is you must build a city 
and manage the resources or mm-hmm. else you shall be deposed. Like this, so I've played Stronghold, which is sort okay. of possibly the originator of this whole genre. Um, I've played Frostpunk, which, good news for you, was one of the best video games I've never played. It didn't reach that rank. Okay. So there is there is potential in this genre for well, me to was, go, I love this. Was, was Frostpunk also inexplicably racist? It wasn't. It was ah, actually... See, it that's, was, that's it was surprising. It. it was surprisingly touching was actually the thing Frostpunk ended oh, up being. This is not surprisingly touching, I will say. No, it's not. <laughs> Unless what it's doing is touching you inappropriately. Oh, man. And, <laughs> And this is this. So here we are with Tropico 5. And so what I've learned about playing games in this genre for me mm-hmm. is there is a consistent problem that I have with all of them, which is that there comes a point where in the campaign, usually about two thirds into sort of a campaign mission or whatever, where I go, I don't know what I did wrong, yeah. where I'm I'm staring at a like a, a disapproval rating um, like I'm like the pop only like 38 percent of the population likes me. The rebels have turned around. Uh, there's now a military coup, and I'm going. But all I did was ask you to grow pineapples. Why are you so mad at me? Do you know what, Lewis? That's on you, okay? Because if it, if it, what if it was a good place to grow pineapples, it would have come up green saying grow pineapples here. I did. I did. I click. Mm. I click in the appropriate places. I do okay here's something i found out recently uh, about the game that is tells you nowhere but you have to go online to find out um if you draw uh because in the game you have to have roads everywhere um, yes between your farms and stuff if you make the roads not straight uh that will lead to traffic jams that will ultimately destroy your city right so <laughs> i feel like this inherently taps into the problem i have with this genre so okay, are are you telling me just just so I can get this right? Are you telling me that it's unrealistic somehow that no this game, no it's that, not a realism problem no 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 I'm that... magically building stuff from the sky we're not into realism <laughs> oh no okay so this game where you build pineapple farms it, the the fact that the whole infrastructure is ruined by slightly curvy roads that seems pretty realistic to me man I just the problem I have with this entire genre and it was something that Frostpunk was certainly a lot better at though it also had issues with it and was something that was a huge problem in stronghold and in tropico persists is i just don't know what it wants from me i I don't understand where i'm going what wrong what it is i was supposed to do to not end up in this situation and like certainly something i found with something that happens in this game stuff will so one of the things you have to do is you have to set up trade routes with other nations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I quite like this mechanic because it sort of pops up on almost like and it shows you the value of different like trade routes. So it's like oh, the US want wool right now. That's worth a thousand a thousand dollars every time you export. Oh, Britain wants cocoa, but it's only five hundred dollars every time you export. And so you go okay. So I'll, I'll build my economy around this trade route. And then you need to get a trade ship, and then every time you send out a trade ship, they can go and export more of the goods, and this is all fantastic. Um, and it's hidden. It's a hidden button it is behind... Hidden button. You click on the dock, and then you click trade, and then this menu opens up that explains everything you need to do for yeah. the trade. And I was like, why, why is it so hard? Why, why wasn't that in the tutorial, huh? Why didn't uh, your little buddy, I can't remember his name, uh, El Presidente's little... Uh, yeah, yeah. Pal, his right hand man. His right hand man. He's who, like twelve uh, years old mentally. He's just my, absolutely. 
in my mind, and again, this is a tangent, it's a little bit like, you know, the meerkats? Uh, yes, yeah. You you are the, as the owner of this island, you are uh, Alexander, the head meerkat, and then the little guy who pops up being like, <laughs> hello, Sergei. He is the, he's Sergei, his his little little assistant. That's how, yes. it, in my brain, those those two things are the same. Um, side note, if they made Tropico 5 with meerkats, it'd be a much better game. I fear it'd be the same game because you're so far away from everything. They might as well be meerkats. <laughs> and actually, thinking about it, you'd never see yourself as a meerkat, which is really what you want. It is what you want. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I. So you're right. There, there. I mean, I mean, you're wrong, and the game is. <laughs> <and> <laughs> um, the the I I don't mind necessarily the idea of a game saying, uh, look, there are going to be lots of extra rules and things that you have to go like. It, for me, the game has a like a campaign version that tells you the basics, mm. uh, which is, let's be honest, wild. It's a very, very strange campaign version. Arguably the weirdest campaign version of any game that I've played like it, where you are effectively trying to go through the world, but you're also... You're... Um, because they have to do this thing where they go through each, you know, they go, they start in, in colonial times and then they move into World War One and then they move into, um, the Cold War, uh, they have to kind of create a device that allows yeah. them to go back at some point. So there's a revelation halfway through as you're going through the campaign that actually you're working for, the, the person you're working for is evil and wants to blow up the world. Um, but don't worry, you've got a guy with a time machine who has taken you back in time so you start on another level. Yeah, um, like it's it's mad. It's completely mad and quite unsatisfying, um, <laughs> despite being the best video game that you've ever played. Uh, well, I, I didn't quite get that far. I did end up looking up what happened later in the game because I didn't quite get that far. It's it's mad. It's really but it, really weird. So that's the thing. Did did you play through the campaign? I I think what I did is I played through the campaign. I think I might have got to the end of the campaign or. Hmm. Or I think I, like you, got two thirds of the way through, um, and no, I did actually. I'm looking at it now. I went. I got the pirate king. I exported gold got to the, the pirate, pirate king. king. I got to the pirate king. Um, it's yes, no, and then yes. So in the it, basically, I I did the campaign version, but on the easiest level because I just wanted to see right, the story. Okay. Because I was kind of curious, because I'd only, I only—I think I played Tropico one and two uh, ages ago, like in the late nineties. With my, fr- I don't know when that when I don't know. It made, Tropico probably didn't come out in the late nineties. Whenever the first Tropico came out, I played it with my friend, mm. and we were growing up. And like I'd go around to his house and get the music stuck in my head uh, <laughs> constantly. Uh, which you got to admit, the soundtrack is pretty damn good. It's it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's fi- fine. It Look, I'll be honest with you. There came a point where I just I would listen to podcasts while playing this game because I just I just look. <laughs> How dare you? Sir. But look, I think I. So the thing I was curious about asking you: Did you play the campaign? Is because I I did. I went through the campaign missions uh-huh. largely because, as you suggest, it's sort. You, my assumption with these kind of games is the campaign is like, look, here's basically some tutorials. Here's it's some controlled missions. Yeah. And then I, but I always feel like with a game like Tropico Five, I'm like that the the proper way to play this game though is the sandbox, right? The whole the whole sure. point of this game is the sandbox, really, if we're being honest. Yes, although once you get into so I so I recently replayed the sandbox version, um, and once you get into the modern era, 
you sort of run out of resources and your mm. island kind of runs out of things to export and so you basically die. Uh, but in many <laughs> ways, that is, you know, the situation we find ourselves now on the planet. So... Yeah, it's Again, a fairly, fairly it's a bleak fairly, prophecy. <laughs> fairly bleak, accurate prophecy, but with great music, like I say. Um, <laughs> but I, so I was curious when when playing Tropical Five, what the what the campaign would be like, and I think they do a good ish job in making it just weird enough to. The, the, so the sandbox is the purest version of the game, but in mm. a way, the campaign is the thing that makes me go, "This game is completely unhinged," uh, and, <laughs> and and makes very very little sense. Well, that, it has it has a very I'm going to call it a very schoolboy sense of humor. Yeah, and which is which which works in two directions. The first of which is, as you suggest, it is zany to the hilt. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's by no means is this game taking itself seriously. All of the characters you meet are very extreme caricatures. There's like a version of um, Te- Theodore Roosevelt who's like exactly the kind of caricature of a big brash american president you've got you as you say your your sergey um <laughs> who is uh, sort of like hopelessly naive and there's things like you do research in the game in order to get upgrades and uh like you'll research the sickle and then the flavor text you get when you research the sickle is we found a sickle in a box and you're like how ridiculously <laughs> thick are the people who work for me in this game um Occasionally. But, but also that, that will make you annoyed because you'll be like, that took literally three years to get all those research points and it was yes. in a box? That's what you're telling me? It was in a box? Um, <laughs> but I, again, quite enjoyed that. And it, occasionally, the, some of that flavour text is drifts into mm. the mm-hmm. offensive. Mm, yes, I will. <laughs> I'll agree with that, sure. I, um, I'm not going to die on this hill, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think... The thing that's so frustrating about it is that it's such a decision by the people who make it because the fact is you could basically make this game without any flavor text and literally have the pop-up just go, you've now unlocked ranch improvements. You've now unlocked um, farm improvements. Mm-hmm. Like they've layered the flavor text onto the game and they've laid it on to give the game an atmosphere and a vibe. And the vibe of Tropico 5 is, well, hey, you're a dictator. What a zany, crazy time you're going to have. Whoops-a-daisy, are you oppressing your people, teehee? And it's supposed to be sort of like... It's a, it's a sort of. They know that the subject matter, if handled with too heavy a realism hand, actually becomes pretty bleak pretty quick. Yeah. And 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 you couldn't like they they kind of realize we have to be satirical. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's true. And and the the sort of their approach to satire is a sort of you know popping a whoopee cushion under Castro. It's not necessarily a particularly deeper, insightful satire. The highest form of satire, I would argue. <laughs> it has, to my mind, and possibly this is a bit unfair to Grand Theft Auto, which I think is perhaps a little bit better, but I think it's satirical in the same way Grand Theft Auto is, in that you're like, this does technically qualify under the definition of satire. I would not use it as an example. <laughs> now, okay, so that is is true and fair, but... I would argue that I don't necessarily want my OTT cartoonish dictatorial video game to have a level of biting satire. Okay. That, that I think it needs to be cartoonish. Uh, and it needs to yes. walk that line because I don't think it can be biting in a in, in a way that makes you actually think. Because you've got way too much to do 
uh, with your pineapples and your papaya fruit and trying to get the goddamn uh, workers to go to the airport, even though they're right next to the airport and they'll they'll inexplicably go and build a nightclub for you instead. Uh, it's very interesting. <laughs> um, I I think it needs it it needs to strike a balance, and I think i think apart from when it gets really really offensive and there are a couple of bits where i was like oh that's rum don't do that joke um and yeah. also, th- th- this game came out in 2014 it's not you can't excuse it by going it was a different time it was, it was sort- seven it years was, ago was a it different was, time it, i mean it was a bit it was sort of a different time we could leave the house you know that was that's that's a different that's time true that's books. true that's true and and we hadn't gone through the era of people being um ironically offensive online transitioning into genuine political outlook i wonder if that may have played a part in this because there this are quite the a few things where you're like that's a level of irony that maybe looking back on it you'd be like oh no that's um that's too far that's yeah that someone may- someone thought that was okay actually they there didn't may- see there, the joke there may be some people who played this game and then immediately went on to are oh, the donald uh that's, yes that, yeah that's it's exactly that it's exactly that idea of that level of like it's offensive but we don't mean it and you're like not everyone playing knows that <laughs> That, it's, it's weird though because i do i i think that the subject i see i really enjoy the game as a uh, stupid cartoonish over the top caricature of uh cold war politics in particular mm. um and i think they get it right when it comes to um dealing with like russia and dealing with the usa that seems that for me is that's where it gets that's that's the right level i think yeah. before in the crown um there's stuff about the british empire being like jovially fun and silly and 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 zany which i think isn't appropriate but but this is the thing you so i found it fascinating that it starts you as a um colony of the crown because i so if we if we talk about like the 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 way in which we look at how gameplay and narrative combine so this Mm. is the thing something with tropico 5 that is something that i really liked in frostpunk as well is that actually these these things do match up in tropico pretty strongly it makes sense that you are the dictator of an island in a particular era you are ordering certain things to do things and it like it, it it matches the story of what's going on in the game yeah you know you're not running around a maze eating pills and then they just go congratulations your island is better that doesn't that's you you're you're doing things that make sense for a a dictator of an island to do yeah and one of the things they do that i think is quite like mechanically adds up the story is that the crown are a pain in the ass yeah the crown turn up and they're like we demand this of you and you can't say no and the crown turn up and are just like you know they'll be like oh we want money or they'll be like name an animal after him or something it's, like that. It is very annoying. And actually, the first bit where it says you can declare independence is a very satisfying moment. Yeah. Because it's it, you just the the first thing you get is I'll oh, think like I'll be able to do what I want now. Like I'll be able to. I I, I don't have to worry about there's there's a timer that says this is how long your like colony is like how long you'll be able to run this colony for that mm. sort of runs out. It's very satisfying when you can suddenly go like. Ah, shut up the crown i'm my own man and it also feeds into that thing if you go yes shut up the crown i'm now my own independent nation and you very quickly learn that doesn't mean things are easier uh, yeah it's it you, you you immediately have to worry about the approval rating which is something that i would argue is slightly i suppose it is i mean it's realistic but 
I really struggled to understand what moved the approval rating. Because yeah. I thought I was doing the thing that would improve the approval rating, which was give everyone good housing. And like, you know, oh, extra rations, everyone can eat more food, and I'm making sure there's a good food supply on the island. And they still hated me. And I was like, <laughs> what What are you... I've built you an opera house. But j- <laughs> <laughs> I built you an opera house before I built a farm. Yeah. <laughs> you like, should love that. Out, opera house is apparently the first type of like entertainment you can oh, build on the island so i was like so really <laughs> the idea that be like predates cinema <laughs> yeah like i like i guess you don't you don't want to go to like a, a bawdy tavern no okay cool opera house it is opera house it is <laughs> sure um uh, it's yeah that that was well there's a you know there's the happiness button and you can go into each section and yeah, then, i like, don't understand what they want <laughs> So, Which is maybe why I'm a bad dictator. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta know what your people want, really. I, I for a while when I went to Sandbox Mode, I think I turned down the difficulty and mm. then just worked through every single uh, need of my people, uh, and right. that was quite, that was quite satisfying. So you could sort of, so like extra rations would go up, or like um, finding the balance between uh, people who like religion and people who like free speech, which is an interesting thing for those those two things to be uh up against each other up against each um, other yeah yeah and and like there's one that is really weird which is entertainment um and mm. if you don't if you get into the cold war you can have stadiums and oh i don't know if you can have stadiums. you can have like cabaret bars um and cinemas as you say and like like various bits of entertainment um before then everyone's entertainment level is really low so you just have to pack the place with restaurants Okay. That will make that will make the entertainment levels go up because I I was struggling with this. I was like, I, I, I'm going to be overthrown because my people aren't entertained enough. Uh, so I just like every every single if there wasn't a if it didn't if there wasn't a mine there there would be a restaurant. It would go right mine, okay. mine farm power station restaurant 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 like um I don't know what the the, the the job situation in my island was ridiculous by the end. I think everyone like, was just serving each other. Ninety percent of the people would have been going out to eat because the the houses didn't have kitchens and would be served by yeah each other. Mad. <laughs> You've basically got a series of outsourced kitchens for one another. And they just... <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, do you want to eat at my restaurant tonight or do you want to eat at your restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Know. You can't eat at your own restaurant. You have to do <laughs> all the restaurants work in one hour shifts yeah. and everyone this moves down how... the street. This is the only way the economy is going to work. Okay. <laughs> We have the same we have the same money and then I pass it to you and then and, you pass me food and then you go down the street. And, and crucially it's the same restaurant. There's no you can't customize the restaurant at all. It's the same wooden like tiki hut restaurant. Um, yes. Presumably serving the same food. Uh like it it's I I think in that sense it's quite therapeutic. When you can kind of like work out what everyone needs and go, okay, how do I fix what you need? Uh, it, when it when it gets problematic is when you say as, it, as everything starts to fall apart uh, and it becomes very hard to manage. Mm. There's a there's a sweet spot there when you've got you know you've got your power stations all working, everyone's got electricity, everyone's got heating, everyone every single person has at least five restaurants. Um, <laughs> You have I I I I think I had the Olympics twice. I Oh wow, I didn't yeah. know you could get the Olympics. You can get, that's that was... the other cool thing is you have enough stadiums you can get the Olympics and then it says like, oh, um 
the Olympics are happening. Congratulations, you're hosting the Olympics. This tiny, tiny island <laughs> is inexplicably hosting the Olympics. And they say, um, if you have, um, d- depending on how you've built your island, effectively, you'll get certain benefit. Like you'll do better in certain events. So, like, mm. um, I think I had uh, maybe you have to choose which ones you go for. I had loads of work, like um, warehouse men because i really wanted to build things and i was getting mm. very annoyed with the infrastructure being so slow so i built about seven warehouses um, right and that is apparently not what you do i found out later online uh but it meant i had way too many warehouses per capita and warehouse workers per capita and they're all apparently really good weightlifters so i think i won oh, so... like, like seven gold medals in weightlifting it was brilliant well that's i mean that's a br- I, I never got to that mechanic. i fear this is part of the problem of tropico is it's also one of these games that uh, you play for hundreds of hours and stuff still happens and stuff still ticks over and i've, I've not been able to quite give it that I, level of attention i think um, i think that's what tropico and i think that is the crucial part of the of why it's so good is that it it sort of forces you to play for hours and hours on end and keep in mind i was playing on a ps4 so the interface was not great and like i only worked out i could zoom in maybe about three hours in uh, so for, right for so a long look, time i was going like this is a very small island <laughs> <laughs> i think i think it's a testament to the fact that you played this game on ps4 and still enjoyed it because <laughs> goodness knows i couldn't bear i was i'm playing this game on computer and there's oh. like basic things in this game that are missing from a lot like to scroll the screen you have to move your mouse all the way to the edge of the screen or yep. use the arrow keys on the keyboard and i'm like this is a strategy game from the 90s and yep. it's like yeah like even games now a lot of the games i play now like you you middle click or you right click and you can move the whole map straight away you don't have to drift to the edge like this um but which is just which is such a minor thing it's such those, a minor thing old the, the, that old way of living but this is the thing is it backs up my point from earlier which is just there's just things in the gate like you can figure out how to zoom in for hours <laughs> you've just told me about a list of like a li- like just a list of demands from the people which is exactly what i was like i don't understand what the people want what do they want from me how do-? and you're telling me no 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 there is a menu in the game there that tells you exactly what to do it's just i didn't know it was there yeah because it just never it just doesn't tell you because Sergei, how to do things sergey thought that you didn't need to know that you didn't need to or maybe it. he did tell me, but the tutorials are boring and dense, and you just get on with it. Hey, them. they're not boring and dense. They're racist. <laughs> they're also they're, boring they're racist and dense. And fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, I, I get I get why if you are into once you know how to play Tropico Five, mm-hmm. once you know either through trial and error experience or sheer like bloody mindedness of clicking on every icon and seeing what it does, it will probably be great. It would probably be the kind of thing that, like, you can waste hours and have a good time. Like, the the sort of definition of a game to me that is, like, this sort of strategy game that you waste hours on is Civilization. Yeah. I love Civilization, and one of the reasons I really love Civilization is that I largely do not understand what is going on, but it doesn't really matter. Sure. Like, the game, the game of Civilization in particular, particularly when you play against the nice, easy AI, which I do because I don't want to try the hard ones because my version of Civilization V won't let me load save games. <laughs> so when I play Civilization V, I have to finish it in one sitting. Um, that, is, that is an upsetting uh, and very stressful situation you put uh, yourself into there. No, because when I sit down to play it, I'm like, 
Today is civilization. That's what that's <laughs> Today gonna... I will live the existence of all man. <laughs> I'm like, today I'm doing the history of India. Here we go. I'm oh, gonna God. build loads of roads. <laughs> um, and like that and, and the thing that I love about civilization is you basically pick something that you want to do, either a military force or economic mm. or science or whatever. You focus on it, you crack on. And there are other things going on in the game that are a big deal that, you, you know, you can't necessarily fully ignore. But you can once you get back to your focus, you, you carry on and you're fine. The thing with Tropico is that it wants you to keep track of a lot of things and hide a bunch of them. Yeah. So you have to keep track of your money. You have to keep track of your income, importing and exporting goods to meet particular criteria. That's fine. I'm okay at that part of the game. Quite like I'd go into debt, but I did it because I knew money was coming in. And then I'd frequently, at the peak of my, you know, civilization, have good money, which I would then immediately reinvest into farms, factories, etc. Yes. Great. That side of the game I like and I can get on with. Then there's the popularity side, which I clearly did not understand and did not know how to deal with and was just running around building mansions going, you people live like kings, <laughs> vote for me. That, that, um, that is a bit that I didn't understand is I would have thousands of mansions and then there'll be like shacks and I'd be like, yeah. just get in the mansion. Guys. Go and live in the mansion. Just go live in the mansion. But you know, in a, in a way, isn't that, I was going to say, isn't that realistic? And it, it isn't. Um, no. But isn't that whimsical? No. <laughs> there no. is no whimsy in my frustration. I'm, I'm going to be no... honest. I have two tactics here. One is to say it's realistic. The other one is to say it's whimsical. Yes, and these are contradictory stances and you know it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick and choose depending on what's... I, I am a dictator, okay? I don't need to listen to you. I don't need the popularity <laughs> of your argument to seep through on me. And then, But here's the thing, Jack. Now there's another side to this game, which I did not get that into, but I could oh. immediately tell was going to be my downfall if I didn't keep getting overthrown by military coups, which was <laughs> the diplomacy side. Oh, I love the diplomacy side. It's great. But again, here is yet another metric that I'm not fully aware how to control. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> That's just ticking away in the background quietly until one day it blows up and there's nothing... I, you know, By the time I know it's a problem, I can't stop it. And wouldn't you say that's exactly how World War I and II started? So No. Isn't that whimsical? I mean, realistic. <laughs> um, I... So, okay. Yes... Uh, sure. I agree. There's no fully. Uh, again, there isn't. There is. I think there is a menu. If you click on the embassy and then go yep. through various sub things, you can oh, find yeah, a, menu a menu that says like, "Why does the EU hate me?" And it's something stupid like, "You don't have enough phone boxes," and so you have to build some <laughs> some or like a metro. And you're like, "Well, I can't build metros yet. What's going on?" They're like, "Okay, well, we hate you. Um, we're, we're very angry at your situation." The the one that I liked is if you do Russia, um, if you just build enough vodka and like alcohol and distilleries they love you mm. that's fine oh they just see you as an extension of them they, is that it? They, yeah they're like okay great well you know thanks we'll just take that alcohol and and off you go and like but if you have too many cathedrals they don't like you in in well i think in the cold war and no, no other time obviously well that like that makes sense of course because obviously the whole idea of uh the communist regime was very anti anti anti-religion uh, again it's teaching you things well, yeah, and th th these are the things that add up that I think are nice about the game. Is it, do it does have that that marriage of 
mechanics and narrative that I like. Like one thing that popped up that I thought was very entertaining was it goes, Prohibition's going to kick in in America. Uh, let's build a rum distillery. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then and then I think don't don't you then get you have to trick. There's something like you have to trick the Pope. Um, you have to trick. Uh, I did not get to. You have to trick the Pope. <laughs> I think you have to trick the Pope into. Oh God, what is it? I think you have to ban. Oh, if you want the Pope to come, you have to ban. Uh, uh, oh God, what is it? I think you have to ban abortion. No, it's either abortions or or like contraception. But then I think once mm. he comes, you can then put it back on again. And he's like, Oh, I love this island! Hooray! I'm actually really <laughs> in favor of abortions and contraception. And it's a sort of. I mean, fun, that's superb. It's a, it's, it's a fun joke about how the Pope is um, corrupt. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but this is this is the kind of game that, of course, you know, when we're talking about the corruption of the Catholic Church, the best way to portray that is through, you know, <laughs> racist caricatures. That's obviously oh, the way sure. to do it. <laughs> I mean, look, like I say, this game will either charm the pants off of you or it will radicalise mm. you. Those are the two things it will do. <laughs> I do want... This is the thing. The thing that's quite, that's kind of going to be a shame about this this episode, Jack, and it's just uh-huh. something I can't get past, uh-huh. is that I like the idea of Tropico Five. I like the idea of you play as a Banana Republic dictator, and it's supposed to be satirical and lighthearted, but at the same time, it is, you know, it, as you say, if you're a fan of 20th century history, you will recognise things happening. You will find them entertaining. There's a little bit of that sort of, you know, role-playing element of, well, what do I do during the Cuban Missile Crisis? What what can I do to make things better or worse? <laughs> um, you know, I, World War Two happens. You have to choose either to, to ally with the Axis or the Allies. And I... you're like, well, maybe I'll sell some cloth to the Axis. See what's, you know, what's it like to be with the bad guy team? And the answer is they send you $2,500 and that's it. Yeah, I, I was quite annoyed. But then in a way, it's quite a good metaphor for not siding with the Nazis. You know? I guess it just, it, it, it's largely... This is the thing. A lot of Tropico 5 as a game is sort of window dressing on a algorithm, more mm-hmm. or less. Like, it's it's dressing up the same strategy game you've played in medieval times, you've played in Roman times, maybe you've even played a future version, and it's like, here comes the dictator version. And the most interesting, like, unique element to the Tropico thing is it's like, no, but you're playing a dictator, and, like, you have a private Swiss bank account that you have to, like, siphon money off into. Like, Tropico 5 has a mechanic where you being a corrupt leader is part of how the game works. Except... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this develops later. I never found a good reason to be corrupt. Yeah. I I didn't either. And it's quite... I think there is a reason. I think there must be a reason at some point. You must be able to do something with it. Um, there's, a me- there's, there's a mission th- in the campaign that requires it. Yeah, but it's... it's- it's thin like it's not there's no like again i'm really shooting myself in the foot here Um, (laughs) but uh the 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 swiss army thing is something not the swiss army the 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 swiss bank account that you have um Mm. it is one of those things where they'll say we can either give you fifty thousand dollars uh or we can put ten thousand dollars in your swiss bank account i'm always like well obviously i'm going to go with the fifty thousand dollars because i can actually spend that yeah i know what to do with that i know what to do with that money whereas the ten thousand dollars is like that's just gonna sit in my account and maybe it's a again a thing to say that personal wealth is pointless uh and that really we should be all spending our money for the public good maybe that's what they're getting at 
you could see it as that, but I don't feel like the game mechanic again. It doesn't back this up necessarily. I feel more. Like, I think you can use the Swiss bank account money to buy new clothes for your dictator, a person you never see again. Yeah, or or, can, the, or their children, or their children. There, are, I think there's specific prompts sometimes where it's like you you can send. Uh, your children off to university in yeah. other countries, and you can use money from the Swiss account as opposed to money from the public funds. Which that's I think actually is... quite useful. And then you can send them off to like Oxford, and they come back, and they, I think, they hate you once you do that. <laughs> <laughs> which is fair. Again, you're a pretty terrible person in this game. Um, but it's... you, but you don't. This is the thing: is that I kind of so again one of the things. I'm sorry, I'm going to keep comparing it because they're quite similar games. Frostpunk has these mechanics. Oh, your precious Frostpunk. My precious Frostpunk, because I thought it was really good. Frostpunk was about being a dictator and it being hard. Frostpunk was like, look, this decision you're going to make is going to devastate people, but if you don't do it, you're going to use up the resources and you need them, otherwise people will die. Mm-hmm. Tropico 5 has no such conflicts. Tropico 5 basically wants you to be corrupt for its own sake, and that's not a good... Like, the reason that you would be a corrupt leader of a country is because you personally would have a better experience. Part of me wants Tropico 5 almost, and this would be almost a different game design entirely. I would love it if Tropico 5, when you start the game, has a really annoying interface, (gasps) and the way that you make the interface better is through corruption. That's a nice idea. Or, like... um... Like the game, you could win things through the game if you became incredibly yeah. corrupt. Like they would send like plush clothes to your house <laughs> and like really nice slippers or like a heater. Yeah, I mean that would be uh, that's a that's a very different proposition that's... that I don't think is sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to bankrupt them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of the idea that there should be some mechanical reward for being corrupt that matters. That makes it so that you, when when that prompt comes up, fifty thousand yeah. for your citizens, ten thousand to you. You go, ten thousand to me means that I will get like a warning when farms are about to be less productive, and I can counter it or something Ooh, like that's that. That's clever, like like um, in-game usage, like like things that make the game easier. Yes, Ooh, yeah. Clever. Explicitly make good. it easier for you, the player, but annoy the. Pe- this is the thing. I'm now designing a different video game. Oh, but you know what? I, I like it. And I think this is the problem with Tropico Five. Is that again? I oh. want to like it. I love the pitch. I don't think it follows through on the pitch. The problem is that it's inspired you to create an even better game. Okay, sure, that's a problem. <laughs> a, I feel a, like- a game that could make you thousands of pounds. I have no a bit. Oh wow, thousands! I have no. <laughs> All right, wow, someone's doing very well for themselves. Jeez. I'm not. I'm just. Snip, I, I would have sniffing. thought. I would have thought you'd have at least pitched tens of thousands, not like. Well, thousands is you know tens of thousands is included in thousands. Look, I, I'm not. I, I'm not making any big promises. This game. This game could sell well. It could do very badly. The thing is, if I was capable of making video games, I would. But I'm not, so I don't. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um. Uh, and instead, I play other people's games and go and, and sit here on the sidelines. Just yeah. go, could be better if you did this. Like it's not. Yeah. Oh, I, the, I, the music's not very good. I didn't Which... say it wasn't very good. I said oh, it was oh, fine. Oh, oh, it's I fine. said it was fine. Okay. Imagine. Oh, it's so good. It's like it's. I have. It, basically, it's the music you get at Nando's. But no, you you come in with that's really good. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. It reminds you of being in a Nando's, but you don't have to eat any chicken. 
Sorry, sorry. For you, is the ideal Nando's experience just a compilation album? Yeah. No, no, no chicken. I don't want any of that chicken. I just want a nice room with nice, annoying music. And I'll get my own cutlery. Yeah. I'll pay at the beginning, uh, and that's it. What? Well, yeah, yeah. But this is well. I, I don't look unless you've got something else to say about Tropico Five. This is this is the thing with it. I just. I just largely found it a bit boring. <gasps> I, okay, so I think I would... Mm, I I think you hit on something there when you were saying that uh, it's a game that if you get if you get into the mechanics of it, it's mm. almost a game that... It, it's basically like a game of sunk cost. You spend so <laughs> long learning how it works that after a while... That's like, such a bad pitch. Yeah. <laughs> hang on maybe so, maybe something better is going to come out you don't know um, <laughs> you you invest so much time in learning how it works and learning how all the systems works that it becomes quite satisfying to have a barely sustainable island that is working for you that becomes quite satisfying the bare minimum becomes quite satisfying because it's such a slog to get to that point so have you have you look there's like I say this is obviously a big genre of games. Have you ever played Roller Coaster Tycoon? No, I have not. Right. So the this is sort of a, a strange comparison. They're not quite the same. Roller Coaster Tycoon is more of a business simulator thing and Tropico is kind of an island management thing. But the thing that's really satisfying at the end of Roller Coaster Tycoon when you when you're completing missions and doing stuff is by the end of it you go I have a theme park that I built. Whereas with Tropico 5, the thing I found when I pulled back and looked at the things was I have a lot of sugar and cotton plantations. It doesn't necessarily uh, have the same... Okay, but like I say, at some point, you'll work your way through it, you'll put down several uh, rebel alliances, you'll be the bad guy, kill a few people, but at some point, you'll look back and go, I have quite a tall hotel... <laughs> two stadiums and a supermarket that no one wants to work in. That is pretty satisfying. So here we are now at what I can only bait. Look, I don't, I don't feel like I have anything left to say about Tropico Five. Uh-huh. I've I found a, a lot. I've got, of... I've got a good feeling about your verdict. That's what well, do you? I've got, I've got a really, I've got a really strong feeling that it's going to be great. So, okay. is Tropico Five the best video game I've never played? I, mean, I think, I think it's going to be yes. I'm almost positive it's going to be yes. I'm really sorry, Jack, but I don't think it is. You I'm think it say, is? Oh, I don't. You. I think. You I think, think it's it a is? no for now. Oh well. Um, well, that's. It's interesting you said that, Lewis, because, uh, like I say, this is a dictatorship, and I don't accept your. <laughs> so oh, that's you, such a shame because I'm in so, charge of so the much. military, so expect my tanks at your <laughs> oh, yeah, at your well, door. I've got several weightlifters. Bring it on. <laughs> Um, look, thank you for bringing it on. I, I will admit, it it was fun for me to do because it was something that I was like, it, it sort of was in the little corners of my of my video game periphery, and I was like, yeah, that might be quite good. And now that I've played it, I'm sorry to say that it is basically exactly the game I thought it would be. Uh, that's fair. I I don't feel like it's it, you know it it it, it subverts my expectation. I will say, if you like this game, and you'll be annoyed because I I feel like I'm talking about you know. Uh, the person I left you for, but go have a look at Frostpunk. Oh, God. Cause... You and your insufferable <laughs> Frostpunk. 
I... Because that game has all... It, it's such a... It's such a more compressed and sleeker version of this more or less the same game, except the setting's even bleaker. I don't want bleak. I want I want men who can't find sickles in boxes. And <laughs> and really naff jokes. That's they, are, they are naff, aren't they? they? Are, that's the thing that's the word for they're, it. They're charmingly naff. Let's and and only rarely do they veer into offensively naff. <laughs> but thank you very much for coming on, Jack. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been a delight, even if I disagree with your argument. And um, I suppose we do have to have like a, a battle now, like a fight, like a war. Look, I'm, look, I'm going to let you know the majority of games that come on this podcast end up in the category of not the best video game I've ever played. So there is a line. So you will have to find the back of the line oh, before God. you can. Okay. Oh. <laughs> before you can come beat me up. <laughs> Jeepers. <laughs> God, you're a popular guy. Yeah, yeah, I invite people onto the show to say, <laughs> bring on a game you like, and then I tell you what is bad. <laughs> Excellent concept. Oh, thanks again. Cheers. Well, that was Jack with Tropico, and despite his best efforts, sadly, I just don't think I can say it's one of the best video games I've never played. I think if you're a fan of the genre, you'll find a lot to love with Tropico 5. But for me personally, it just didn't quite get past some of the things I find very frustrating about the genre. If you're a fan of Jack on the podcast, why not check out his other podcast, The Football Book Club? If you go to thefootballbookclub.com, you can find details about the podcast there and how to download it. Uh, If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it, you can review it, and you can share it. Please do all of those things. Also, a quick note, Any Suggestions Doctor will have finished its 2021 leg of its tour, but the 2022 leg of the tour starts in February next year, so go to anysuggestionsimprov.co.uk if you fancy seeing an improvised Doctor Who parody. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Stay safe. 